1: minutes a day 365 days
2: a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley and i am joined today by the one and only trey watson trey
1: Playoffs? You're talking about playoffs? They did it, man. <laughs> they did it. No, they, they really did. Uh, through the ups, through the downs, through the fire this guy, fire that guy, cut this guy, bench that guy. The team found a way. And at the end of the day, it was the same young players we said were going to be, you know, the deciding factor. They, they made that decision for themselves, uh, each and every one of them. Had an impact not only on this most recent game, but on, on the entire season and the, and the way things ended up. I mean, you're talking about what, two and five or at one point or yep. number six yep. overall pick um, to to getting in the playoffs and, and having a real shot at, at doing some damage. Uh, guys don't want to play Green Bay. Uh, and I know Dallas is feeling that way. And we'll we'll see how that ends up. But to be here after after where things were at is is certainly remarkable.
2: Yeah, we, as I'm putting together this, you know, this podcast for us to record, I'm looking at past episodes and you guys don't see this stuff, but we'll put, you know, we'll title the episode and it's usually just something dumb, but like, we have several podcasts that are just called things like we stink, we suck stinky. And this one's titled playoffs. I mean, just the, the, the way that this team has been able to rally has been really remarkable and I go back to the quote that Jaden Reed had and I think what it was week three after they blew the game in Atlanta and he, he just said to the to who you know the pool whoever he was talking to at his locker he just said let this make us not break us and the maturity of that quote from a, a rookie receiver in his third week in the NFL to not only understand, that this is the part of the process of being an NFL player, part of the NFL season, but to have the gall to say that as a young player that has already been kind of put in that position of leadership. I think that speaks to him, but I also think that speaks to everyone else in that wide receiver room, everyone else in that locker room, that this team is so young that there are no, and this is, this isn't a slight at anyone that's been there in the past. And I know, Some people might take it that way, but there are really no veterans on this team to tell the young guys not to do something, you know, to say, hey, hey, young fella, this isn't this isn't your spot to say that this isn't your role to step into that type of leadership position and say those types of things like this is a collection of young players that have been figuring it out together throughout the course of the season. And like you already mentioned, Trey, ups and downs of an NFL season. I mean, there are times where they looked, they looked every bit as young as they are. And maybe they weren't given enough grace, but also I would push back on that because this still is the NFL, right? And I think those guys kind of learned that process along the way of like, hey, if we aren't getting it done, the NFL is not for long. And they'll bring someone else in that will, and so the ability of these young guys to kind of stick together is, you know, specifically on the offensive side of the ball um, to really stick together to kind of weather the storm of, you know, the naysayers that are saying, you know, well, Jordan Love sucks. Way to go, Green Bay. Welcome to the welcome to the other side with you know not having a quarterback. Welcome to not having you know an elite thrower of the football basically conducting the you know conducting your offense and fans were I mean fans of other teams are salivating at that waiting for the Packers to kind of slip back into that level of NFL football and here we stand today Jordan's not perfect Jordan Love is not perfect but he's been playing really, really, really good football the last several weeks, and really the last half of the season. I think the national media is finally starting to catch up with how well that he's played, and you know that play style, his play is gonna is gonna put him smack dab in the spotlight Sunday at three thirty Central Time in Dallas. Eyes are gonna be on him. If you don't know about Jordan Love by now, you know you're gonna see a young guy that is an aggressive thrower of the football. That his accuracy has been off the charts the last half of the season. His young playmakers are making plays for him. His offensive line is blocking their tails off. Oh, and then, by the way, 33 is back. 33 is back. I mean, I never want to say, and you never want to say injuries are a good thing at all, but the fact that Aaron was able to have fresh legs at the end of the season, I mean, we're seeing it right now, Trey, Mm -hmm. and Dallas is going to have to deal with that. And Dallas is going to have to deal with this offense. They're going to have to deal with the defense, too. I don't know what that means. We're (laughs) fixing to find out. But as far as scoring points, this offense can score on anyone. And I think they've proven that. Um, But, Trey, as far as, you know, looking at this young team and looking at the young talent that they've they've been able to, you know, accumulate over the last couple years, kind of all starts to come together at the same time. You know, what are your thoughts on that? But I also want to get your thoughts on, you know, like when you're in that locker room, kind of going back to what I was saying about, hey, there maybe aren't a ton of veterans there. Like these young guys have been able to kind of make this their own. And you've been following this team for long enough. Christian's been there for two years. It feels different. This year feels Mm -hmm. different than last year. And, And some of that just has to be natural because when you're, pushing 40, playing with some 22 year olds, like that's just kind of how it is. But, you know, from your experience being in those locker rooms, you know, even just guys that are closer in age like that, like how can that bring a group together? And, and have you noticed that, have you noticed that this team just seems to be, have, have a different vibe to it this year?
1: Yeah. You know, I think I'll answer the, the questions in reverse order. So with the, with the second part, when you have guys who are all so young, who most of them didn't have any NFL experience, and the guys who did, at least at the skill positions, were what a year outside of Aaron and, and uh you know AJ Dillon. And sometimes with those kind of guys, they are so naive that because they're talented and they're competitors and they want to win it literally works into their favor. They don't they don't know any better. They don't know that the NFL is hey man, these, these dudes are the, the best in the world. Uh the elite of the elite. These dudes been playing 8, 10, 12 years. All these all pros, all this, all that. They don't they don't know and for the most part they don't care. Um and they go out there for the, and they say, you know, hey, well, you got to cover me. You you are all-pro in 20 2019? Cover me today. And Sometimes they might've lost. Eventually they won enough to to be in the position we're in. Right. And we've, we've really seen just a hey, young guys took over this team on, on offense at skill position, uh, you know, plugging young guys in with, with Rasheed Walker at O line, Zach, Tom turning into, you know, like a, a stalwart on the right side to where we didn't even really mention him at all because of how well he had to be, have been playing. Cause that's how O line works. Unless you talk about them, that means they're playing great. Um, And even in the back end on defense, you know, we had the the situation with Jair being hurt, um, Stokes not playing and and young corners coming in and not only just being out there surviving, but thriving at times, uh, competing, making plays that affected the results of these games, uh, especially down the stretch. So that that naivety worked into their favor and I think just allowed them to play free and, and grow. Which that's where I would say at the end of this year, you know, or even just right now, the thing that we've seen with this team has just been growth. It's been growth that at the beginning of the year, we said, hey, if they can grow together and if they can put the pieces together, if Jordan works out, they'll be this. They're not a finished product by any means, but at the end of year one with Jordan at the helm, they have grown to okay, they can be good. They're good now. They can be great, specifically as, as an offense and even as as a team. That's what we've seen. It's That's what we've seen from, from Matt LaFleur in terms of, I think he started out this year, to be honest, calling games like Aaron was still there. Um, calling the games he had been used to calling for a long time. Um, and that just didn't seem to be working. I don't think it was what worked best for Jordan. I don't think it was what worked best for the the roster they had assembled offensively, but as as guys came back and got healthy, as he kind of you know worked with Jordan and pro- they probably said, "Hey, what what do you like? What do you not like?" He probably asked him for more input than he did at the beginning of the year because, hey, this is your first ever time starting multiple games uh at the NFL level. You just saw so much growth, and every everyone looked comfortable. Jordan looked comfortable. Lafleur Le- looked different on the sidelines and in the in the locker rooms after the games when they're, you know, they're talking and showing those clips. Um, all the receivers looked, looked comfortable. They, they, they looked like the roles that, you know, when they got drafted, hey, this is what we want Jaden Reed to do. This is what we want Wicks to do. This is what we want Christian to do. This is what we want Luke and, and Kraft to do. They're in those roles now, and you see it, and it's so clearly defined. And then, like you said, you bring you bring Aaron Jones back in, and he essentially saved the season on his body. And put together three of the best games, you know, in a very long time, right when the team needed him to. Um, and now they're in the position they're in, right? So it just seems like it's all come together. Um, and the, the room for continued growth is what should say, okay, what's really in store for them now, right? Like, where is the ceiling? Do they even have one with this kind of core group? And going into next year, is, is Jordan Love a top eight? top 10 mvp candidate. I mean, why wouldn't he be at this point, you know what I mean? Right. And I think this is the worst we're going to see this offense
2: because it's not it's not just like hoping, you know. It, it, there's there's been teams in the past and there's teams around the league that they have young talent or they've drafted players in spots that they hope that they become good. Like, "Oh man, what if this player and this player hit?" without really much evidence on the field. I mean, for Green Bay, it's not, I hope Dontavian Wicks is good. He is. Like, he's good. Like, he's he's shown it. I hope Jaden Reed is good. He is. I hope Christian Watson is good. He is. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, they have all shown us something, oh, melted in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's Luke. I, like, you watch that guy play, he looks like he's been doing it for years. And it, you look at all these guys and you say, I don't hope that they're good. I've seen them be good. And I've seen them connect with Jordan Love. I've seen Matt LaFleur, the play caller, utilize them in ways that are exciting. And you start thinking about what, man, what does it look like if all these guys are back healthy? You know, what kind of, you know, we don't need to run 12 personnel for 90% of the time with these two tight ends that they have that you really like. But man, what a fun wrinkle that'll be if they want to give some looks in a game, you know, you can run Christian in that big slot. You can run Luke in that big slot. You can play Tucker's proven that he can play more in line, do more stuff for you as a natural, just kind of do it all tight end. I mean, they have, you, you pick your poison, pick your flavor, whatever you want, they've got it. And the the versatility piece of it is what is really, really exciting to me. And on top of that, what's even more exciting to me is the growth of Jordan love as as the pro, as, as the, I'm careful how I say, as the processor, as the architect of this offense, as the guy that's doing it between the ears. It's not just, it's not just. Oh, coach told me to throw the ball here, so I'm throwing the ball here. You've seen him really in these last several weeks take full control of this offense and cannon plays at the line of scrimmage, getting into the right looks, um, and it's so good to the point that Lafleur even mentioned the the big Jaden Reed play. He wanted him to check out of that, but Jordan stayed in it. And so, like, even at that point where, you know, he's starting to see things that coach isn't, and he's starting to get those reps, and he's getting more of those reps. And if Jordan has really shown us anything, he's just going to get better the more he plays. You know, the more he sees, he just continues to to find answers to whatever, whatever problem they are sending their way. But that's the exciting part for this young team. And, Trey, honestly, like, go win in Dallas – don't get me wrong, go win. That'd be, that'd be great. But any experience that this young team is getting in the playoffs, like that's the bonus. And that's really what I think this team is going to benefit from because the experience might be learning exactly what a playoff atmosphere is. And and understanding that if you don't bring your level of play up in the playoffs, you're going to get run out of the building. And so, That'll be fascinating to me to see for this young team. Can they? Can they one? Can they do it? I'm not saying they can't because they certainly can. They keep proving everybody wrong all year. You know, week on a week to week basis, it seems like. But any type of experience you get in the playoffs, I think, is is a huge one. And you go back to, you know, Rogers' first game in the playoffs. I believe was against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the game, the the Carlos Dansby. Face mask, no face mask, sack, fumble, <laughs> recovery, touchdown, game's over. You know, that was such a – you know, I think Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, all those guys on that team will tell you how big of a of a launch pad that was for them to go win the Super Bowl the next year. Just mm. kind of understanding what the playoff atmosphere is all about. Um, so, for this young team, I think that's that's what you're looking at because Dallas is a good football team. Like, they, they are, especially at home. They've been incredible at home. They've got mm-hmm. – you know, Micah Parsons is is no joke. CeeDee Lamb, no joke. Dak Prescott, no joke. You know, they're gonna have to absolutely bring it on on Sunday to to compete with that team. And I think that's what you're looking for mostly is is can you compete at this level with those guys? But looking ahead to that, Trey, kind of what are your expectations for this for this young team heading to Dallas and what you know, the the level at play, I guess, that we're expecting from them. What are what are you expecting from them?
1: You know, honestly, what I see happening with this team is just a continuation of what this season has been, right? It's been, we don't know any better. We are a bunch of young alphas who are going to go find a way to to do something that people don't think we should do. Um, And that's, that's the key is you can have talented athletes. You can have guys who are incredibly smart players you have to have those alphas though who i don't care if they touch the ball two times in a game i don't care if they only play eight snaps on defense when they're out there on the field they think they're the greatest thing that's ever lived and they they go and find a way to make an impact to show you hey i'm i'm different um and that's why that's why i think this game will come down to is can enough of those plays happen from from those young guys to to make a difference right like you know i see Dallas obviously at home they've been unstoppable you see, CD Lamb had the best Cowboys or the best receiver or best season ever for a Cowboys wide receiver, and we know how many great ones they've had. But outside of CD, I don't love the Cowboys running game. To be honest, um, I think they've been pretty one-dimensional since you know letting Zeke go and just having Tony Pollard. I do like uh, the tight end Jake Ferguson. I think he and Dak have a really good thing going on right now, kind of similar to what we've been seeing Jordan Love. Get going with uh tucker crap but i think you know he's a little more seasoned obviously um but outside of those two it's not like their offense just has a ton of guys that are, are killing you obviously they have brandon cooks who can do do whatever he wants at some point in time they have Gallup. they have a couple other guys who can make an impact but if you know jair can have a really good game obviously he's a, he's an alpha as well step up to the plate in the matchup against cd can he convince uh barry and the staff to let him travel a little bit maybe who you know who knows we'll see what's up there um can we get some pressure obviously the cowboys always have an elite offensive line this year is no different um and then flipping to the other side of the ball offense is going to find a way to score i think dallas as a defense thrives off of two things turnovers which they're they're pretty good at at getting and it's the other part is pressure, which also can generate a lot of those turnovers. right? I mean, you have you have Parsons. Dude is dude is a freak. He's different. He's he's going to find a way to impact the game. You just got to, you know, reduce it however you can. They have a uh, tank Lawrence. They have drawn blend who if you throw the ball in his area, he might he might take it to the house. You might get 80 yard touchdown. It's kind of the same situation with Trayvon Diggs. Um, I think he's kind of. Falling into that same mold of DB, he, he's going to take a chance. And this year it's worked out for him probably more, more than not. I mean, dude has more touchdowns than a lot of wide receivers. So, you know, can can the offense figure out a way to, you know, keep control of the ball? I think Jordan has done a great job of that, this back stretch of the season. And that's, that's a large part of the reason they've won games. It's one thing to put up a bunch of yards, throw for touchdowns. But if you can't hold on to the ball in key situations, especially in the playoffs, those are the difference, right? It's three points there. It's seven points there. It's taking what is available and and converting when you need to converting in the red zone. So that'll be the biggest key, man, is I think these young guys got to go in there with the same mindset they've had all season long and just say, why not do it one more time? You know, the guys who were there last year when they came back against Dallas and won the game, do the same thing again. If Christian is, is able to give it a go, Oh, okay, get three more touchdowns! You know what I'm saying? Just figure out one way to do it, right? The, the best thing about the playoffs is that your regular season record doesn't matter anymore. All that game planning and all those, you know, all that stuff that's happened before, all that's in the past. It's one game, 60 minutes, for a chance to play one more game to get that much closer to a Super Bowl. So, you know, can this team do it? Uh, I, I think they can. There's, there's really no reason they can't. They just got to see if if they can make it happen for 60 minutes.
3: GameTime is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACADA for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code Packaday. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepickscom slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. picks. daily fantasy sports made easy.
2: Yeah. And it's truly, I think it's house money. Like the pressure's on Dallas. They should win. (laughs) They're seven point favorites. The Packers are coming in as this young team that doesn't know any better. Like, let's go play. Let's just, let's just lace them up and play. And hopefully the Packers got all kind of those young mistakes out of the way in Chicago. Probably not, you know, because that's kind of what happens. But one thing, and back to the Bears game, and this is, I want to get your thoughts on this, just as a former NFL player and as someone that's played this game at a high level. the The Jaquan Brisker quotes after both games. You know, after the first game, I don't know exactly what it was. It was like, I wasn't impressed with Jordan. Like, okay, fine. But then after this game, you know, and I'll read it to you. I'm sure you've seen it. But Bears safety Jaquan Brisker. I felt like we could have tightened up on the receivers a lot more than we did today. We gave them too much room, and I really have no respect for them at all, just to be honest. Why? No one over there. There's no one over there. No respect. They have no stars over there. They tried to play a little fake tough. What <laughs> is fake tough? Just doing extra stuff after the play, grabbing people's face masks after the play and things like that. Just doing a lot of dirty stuff and us get, and try doing a lot of dirty stuff to get us flagged for stuff like that. What where does your mind go? Well, after you just I mean you you whoop up on a team twice and the player on the other team is still just like, "Nah, y'all suck."
1: Yeah, you know, it, part of it's just pride. I mean, we're, like I said, most of the guys out there are alphas. And, and Brisker is a, a good football player, made, made a lot of plays. Unfortunately, he didn't make very many in the two games against uh, Green Bay this year. So, you know, is he mad? I mean, they're, they're, they're going home. Uh, their season is over. It's it's happened to him two years in a row now. Uh, he, he's never beaten the Green Bay Packers. So is there some saltiness there? 100%. What I'll say is, is does extra stuff go on on the football field? All the time, every place. Somebody's doing something because again, you're you're dealing with extremely competitive dudes in an, a very violent game. But he's talking about dirty stuff and pulling face masks and this and that. I mean, I was at the game when when stuff is going on, and it's one of those games where you're like, all right, the refs gotta get get this thing under control. You see it. That stuff wasn't happening. To be honest, this was one of the fastest games I've ever been a part of in my life. Like, we looked up. Two drives had gone by. The first quarter was over. Two more drives. We, we uh, messed up at the end. Halftime. I'm like, man, this, this game is flying by. Man, you, you got to just be honest with yourself, though. When you, you get blown out once, okay, you know, every now and then does a team get blown out that's still a good football team? Sure. But when you come back and lose and there's plays on tape of guys getting cooked left and right, whether you're talking about DBs, linebackers, linemen, whoever and you can't stop a team, I mean you got to you got to just live with it, right? It, it is for what it is. So if if the guys who beat you two times handily aren't aren't guys, then what the heck are you? You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day that that is what it is. Football is a team sport. You got 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense. So can can guys have a good game in a, a game where their team loses by a lot? Sure. Does it happen often? No, not really. But, I mean, like, we would know if Brisker had this amazing game, right, and he had 14 tackles and a sack and pass deflections and an interception and his, his team just lost a hard-fought game. Now, if their defense had gone out there and pitched a shutout or they lost 10-3 to because Justin Fields threw a pick six and they had the ball at the one-yard line and they kicked the field goal, okay, maybe you can make an argument that, Hey, we did what we needed to do. This one's on the offense, whatever. Neither one of the games against green Bay have been that. So, I mean, at this point, like red, just has to relax. It is what it is. Your team's just not as good right now. You, you got to find a way to either help yourself, help get your team going and figure it out next year. Because I mean, the reality of the situation is like, like A-Rod said, the, the Packers own the bears. Like it's, it hasn't changed in a long time and it, it probably isn't going to. Just
2: that's the facts. I think some of it is just statements like that that Rogers made, the frustration boiling over. Because there's there was there's no denying it. Rodgers did own the Bears. Like I think most Bears players would admit it, most Bear fans would admit it. And so you think, okay, well, he's gone. And then 10 comes in and they light him up twice. Like, that's got to be frustrating to just be like, are you kidding me? Like, now they got this guy that's doing the same thing to us. Like, what's the deal? And honestly, I thought Jordan was better in the second game than he was the first game. I know the numbers, you know, 38 points in the first game, 31 from the offense. Like, that looks better on paper. But when you watch the game, Jordan was, you know, it was the first game was a lot of Jordan being really good on third and fourth down. This game, he just was good. You know, the whole the whole time through, he was tough. He, he kind of got into one of those zones that it just seemed like he wasn't going to let the team lose. And that's kind of the point we got to. And, yeah, they did a lot of dumb stuff. The 17 points they put up, I think someone said that was like a one percentile game. Like that's happened like one time since like 1970 something where a team had X amount of yards, X amount of first downs, X amount of trips to the red zone and only scored 17 points. I mean, mm-hmm. this game could have been 38 to 10 again. You know, it probably should have been
1: Without a um, if,
2: if if everything went their way, but it didn't. And they got it done. And and even so, at the end of the game, I mean, you go back to the third and two, you know, you're backed up into the shadow of your own end zone and there's six minutes left in the game. You do not want to give the ball back to the Bears. They're down one score. So eight point game. You want to run that clock out and even on top of that, you need, you absolutely need to get a first down because if you're punting from your own goal line, you know, they're going to have field position. So third and two, and you know, some people are going to hate this. Some people are going to love it, but Jordan just uncorks one to to Jaden Reed for 20 yards. You know, it was like a 27 yard Mm gain, And, and then the third and seven, or again, it's like, man, if we get a, if they get a first down, this game is pretty much over. He gets pressure in his face, escapes to the right. Is is like almost literally stiff arming a guy as he just sidearms a ball to Tucker Craft in the middle of the field. It just seemed like one of those games where Jordan was just saying, "I'm I'm not going to let us lose. I'm not going to let us lose this game. You know, over my dead body we lose this game." And maybe some of the 1.5 million he had incentives had something to do with that as well for winning the game. <laughs> Certainly would for me. But I mean, that's that's the piece that I think with Jordan that you you really get excited about with him because we've seen the high level stuff. And, you know, and guys and we've seen guys like that in the NFL that can do the high level stuff. But, you know, when it's crunch time, like, what do you got? You know, and, and Matt said it after the game, he's made of the right, you know, and, and I think he's he's right because. And I hate dumping on Kirk Cousins because I actually don't I don't think Kirk is a bad football player as much as people make him out to be. But if there is one knock on Kirk Cousins, it's that man, he puts up numbers. He does he does everything right, but then when the game's on the line, like he's not the guy out there making the place to win the game. And I think with Jordan, you know, there's a long road ahead. You know, we've got one season of him under our belt, but so far it looks like he he is that guy. Because he did it wasn't just this game either, Trey. Like it's been all year that he's kept them in games. Didn't always go their way at the end of games, but even a lot of the games that they lost, like they had a shot at the end of the game Mm -hmm. and somebody just, they just needed to make one more play. Couldn't quite get it done. Sometimes they did. Um, When you have a quarterback like that, where the entire locker room believes in this guy, the entire offense believes in this guy, it's contagious, right? I mean, he's going out there saying like, I got it. We got it. Oh, you know, we're going to put it together an 80 score, 80, 80 yard score, touchdown drive. In this game and I'm sure you've played with quarterbacks that say things like that. And you kind of go, okay. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> and I'm sure you played with other guys that you, they look you in the eye and they say that and you say, okay. You know, so that's what I think green Bay has right now is a guy that they all believe in a guy that they want to go to battle for. Um, and they've, they've said as much, we've seen it as much. Um, it's been a really enjoyable season. Um, and with that Trey, I got to ask you too. As a player in that locker room, like, how does that lift you as a defensive player or a skill guy or something else, where someone can look you in the eye and you they say something to you and you just believe it?
1: It hits different. You you know it's coming from a guy who is going to go out there and do it and has done it, and you just have a different level of of belief, right? Like. If you're an old lineman, you just hold your block just a little bit longer because you're like, if I give this guy a chance, he's gonna do something crazy, you know? Wide receiver or running back, hey man, I'm I'm just run a little bit harder to get under this pass. I'm he, he's gonna put it in my hands. I just gotta finish it, and you just find a way to do it. Defense, you're just like, hey man, we we hold him to three one more time. Jordan's gonna go score. It's game over. Like even if we made a mistake, hey, we let him in the red zone. Just don't give up a touchdown. Give up three. I mean, you, you know how it feels. Like, you know you know the Kansas City, like when it's, oh, man, Mahomes, Mahomes is about to get the ball with 138 and a timeout left. Your instinct is they're going to go all the way down the field and score, no matter if it was 95 yards. When Tom Brady used to get out there at the end of the game, you're just like, yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom's going to go win the game. When you have a guy who is just different like that and his his ability is just on another level – the confidence you have has to be unmatched. Now, I've never had a guy like that on my team. A lot of my quarterbacks besides AJ when I played in the XFL, he was he's really good. Uh rest of my quarterbacks weren't all that. So, it was more so like, "Hey, I got to go help figure it out so that we have a chance." But I played against those guys, man. Played against Dwayne Haskins when he was at Ohio State, and I'm just like, "Man, we can't give this dude an ounce because he's gonna he's gonna find a way to do it." And that's that's what those at that quarterback position, it's just something different when guys are feeling it. When guy, when a guy feels like, hey, man, I can throw this ball off, my left foot, my right foot, leaning backwards, jumping in the air, I can flick it with my left hand. There's just dudes who know that the ability they have with the ball in their hand is different than everyone else in the world. And it seems like Jordan is getting to the point where he's that comfortable with the ball in his hands. Um, and one, once that happens there's no stopping them, man. Like you got to figure, you got to figure out something else to do. So to have that on your side in your locker room, it's gotta, it's gotta just motivate you. You, you, you want to play better for them. You want to, Hey, find a way to make the most of this opportunity because I mean, the reality is you don't always get teammates like that. Sometimes you have a guy who isn't very good. Sometimes you have a guy who isn't old or is, is too old and you don't really relate to him. You know, maybe they are a good player, but maybe they're not your kind of player. And it just feels like Jordan is a young guy. He he relates to everyone in this locker room. Everyone in this locker room appears, you know, to to really love him and, and love the energy that he brings to the table. Um, he doesn't seem to be that, like, that loudmouth, over-the-top kind of guy. And, and with this team, he probably doesn't need to be, right? He's he's being himself, and it seems to be working in the best interest of the entire football team. So I, I know all of them are glad to have him, and it's, it's trending – the way you'd want it to go. Trending towards
2: 45 million a year is probably what is trending. Yeah.
1: Towards. Yeah. That's, that's probably and, the floor at this point.
2: Yeah. And honestly, he deserves it, you know, and like going back two months trade, like that would have been the question that we were like scared about, right? Is, Oh man, we've seen the flashes, like right? the flashes were good, but man, you got to do the, you got to do the layup stuff more consistently. He de- He's doing it now to the point where he's going to get that contract extension, Uh, I'm sure people will still freak out because they'll think it's too much. Um, And I would encourage those people to go look at what quarterbacks make in the NFL. You know, and that's just kind of how it is. And uh, it's a good problem to have. It really is a good problem to have, to have a quarterback that you say, hey, we think he's worth that. A lot of teams uh, don't have that. A lot of teams are probably looking at Green Bay, extremely jealous right now, thinking how did they do it again? And uh, it would appear they have. But before we get going, Trey, predictions uh, for the Dallas game.
1: I think realistically, this game is going to come down to, unfortunately, something that Green Bay hasn't done all that well a couple times this year. And what I'm referencing is being elite at the little things of the game, which is end of half, end of game situations, uh clock management no being aware of where you are to for this to be the second time i think this season where they missed out on three points simply because a guy doesn't get out of bounds when he needs to to preserve a timeout um they don't get the right play call in and then the the clock winds when they should have easily been able to stop it those type of situations those cost you games in the playoffs They, they cost you games in the regular season too um but in the playoffs that's magnified because one you're you're going into someone else's house one of the you know the best home field advantages in football uh you know in Jerry's world so you know it's going to be a, a different kind of environment and you're going to have to be elite at those little things you're going to need those three points if you can get them if you can you know save a timeout here by being smart you're going to need those in your back pocket at the end i mean just think about, what was it the last time the Packers played there in the playoffs? I mean, think about what the game came down to. The pass to Jared Cook, and then you get, the, you get the game-winning field goal. All that happened in, what, like 20 seconds? Yep. So, like, to have that time prepared to, to be able to even make that play, you have to be elite at managing the clock throughout the entire course of the game. And that requires the coaches being in tune, the quarterback being in tune, the guys who are getting the ball. Hey, if I get the ball right here, are these two more yards going to benefit me? Or is this saving a timeout and 45 seconds on the clock? Like, those things, you have to hit on those things. So if they're able to do that, I think they have a chance to win this game. Uh, I'm really hopeful Christian gets to play. We'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, we you know, injuries are injuries. You can't really control a whole lot. Uh, I know he was close this week, but you know maybe he's able to make it happen. I think this game comes down to – like a 32 28 type deal at the end. It's gonna be a close one. Um I think Green Bay's gonna surprise a lot of people and and maybe they're able to pull it out late. Uh I'm gonna go
2: 32-28. Packers or Cowboys?
1: Oh Packers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they pulled, they pulled it out. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah.
2: Um man, I'm with you. Like I think that you just you, that you just summarized the season so perfectly, right? With this team and how they are so exciting. And it's like, it's, it's the analogy that we use earlier in the year. It's like, man, you have this Ferrari, but you've got a guy driving it with a learner's permit. Right. And he's gotten better. He's gotten a lot better this year. That thing's humming. It is humming at times to the point where you can get out ahead of teams. And it doesn't matter if you, you know, stall or ride the clutch a little bit at times because you're so far ahead. And, There's also been other times where, man, they are just stalling that thing over and over and over again. They can't get the engine to turn over. Like we've seen it all this year with this team. Even the Kansas City game, like I would say that was probably their most complete game of the season. Anders Carlson Mm -hmm. missed an extra point, you know, like and that came back at the at the end of the game. If, you know, Anders makes that extra point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Patrick has no chance to come back and win and tie that game or whatever the heck the situation was. That one extra point made the difference. And that's going to be, that's going to be the question in, in this game is, can you play mistake-free football start to finish or reduce the mistakes as much as possible? Because that's something we haven't seen a ton. Um, but I'm with you. The vibes are good right now. It's house money. They're seven-point underdogs. But I think, like you said, I think they're going to surprise people. I do think they need to score in the 30s to win this one. I'm going to go 35, 31 Packers on top and uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll just see what happens. Um, I would love a competitive game regardless. I think that's, you know, moral victories are for losers, but with a young team like this, the whole season's kind of been a moral victory, you know, Mm -hmm. building blocks for the future. So uh, if they can go out and compete with a really good team in the playoffs, I think that's a really encouraging sign as well. Um, We'll see. We'll be back here next week, uh, next Tuesday hopefully having a full crew uh, breaking down whatever that game was and and looking forward to um, either another game or uh, looking forward to whatever the offseason has in store for this Packers team. Uh, But until then, and and as always, Go Pack Go!